I just focused on getting through the workout the best way that I could because it doesn't matter what person in the next lane is doing, like that doesn't affect my fitness. So as a weightlifter, every time I go into a competition, I have a goal of this is the weight I need to lift for snatch. This is what I need to lift for clean and jerk. Um, the top girls in my weight class are lifting a lot higher. Um, so their strength doesn't affect what I can do. Welcome to the Bar Bend Podcast, where we talk to top athletes, coaches, influencers, and minds from around the world of strength sports. Presented by barbend.com. Today, I'm talking to multi-sport athlete Alexandra Lachance. She was an All-American gymnast in her college days at the University of Arkansas, and since then, she's had a truly interesting fitness journey. She qualified for the CrossFit Games in 2014 after just over a year of training in that sport. She later transitioned to weightlifting as her full-time athletic pursuit and won her first national championship in that sport in May of 2019. Alex is someone who has dealt with the ups and downs of three distinct sports, and she's intimately familiar with what it takes to reach elite status in each. Our conversation covered a pretty wide range of topics, but ultimately kept coming back to a few themes. What do you sacrifice when you specialize? Where do athletes need to compromise to build strength? And how do athletes deal with mental and physical burnout when competing at high levels? And just a quick reminder, if you're enjoying the Barbend podcast, make sure to leave a rating and review in your podcast app of choice. This helps us stay on track in bringing you the best content possible week after week. And if there's someone you'd absolutely love to hear on a future Barbend podcast episode, let us know in your podcast review. I personally read each and every review, so your suggestions will be seen. Today on the Barbend podcast, I have weightlifter, former CrossFit Games athlete, and former gymnast Alexandra Lachance. Alex, thanks so much for joining us today. Hey. <laughs> so folks know you've had a very varied strength career and athletic career. Give us a little background on when you first got into elite athletics. I believe it was through gymnastics and then how you found strength sports a little bit after that. Sure. Um, so I started doing gymnastics as soon as I could walk. My mom was a gymnastics coach. My parents owned a gymnastics school. Um, so I pretty much started doing gymnastics from the very, very beginning. The whole goal of that was just to get college paid for. Um, got a scholarship to University of Arkansas, and then I ended up being an All-American um, my senior year. So that was really cool. I was used to training five to six hours a day. That was just normal. Um, and then I graduated college and I was like, oh my gosh, what do I do with all this extra time? Like, I have no idea what to do with myself. So I kept working out for five to six hours a day. I just didn't really have like a purpose for it. I just knew that I really liked it and it was where I wanted to be. I just love being in the gym. Um, so then I was like, maybe I'll start doing like bodybuilding because that's what everyone kind of works that's kind of the thing. If you go to a Globo gym, people are doing bodybuilding. And then I was like, oh, maybe I'll do a show. And then I was training five to six hours a day doing all this crazy stuff. And then my diet was like, it was like the same diet as the little bikini model. So I was like starving. I hated it. I was like, okay, shows are not for me. I don't like to be hungry. Um, and then I found out about CrossFit. Um, 
And so I jumped right in, of course, training five to six hours a day right off the bat. And I loved it. And um, it was really cool because it was like the first time where, like as a gymnast, you're supposed to be tiny. I'm naturally kind of bigger and more muscular. So um, food was always something I had to like stay away from. Um, but then CrossFit, uh, you got to eat and it was actually encouraged to eat. So I was really excited to get into CrossFit and eat and train. Um, and then I got pretty good, pretty fast. Um, and then from there, uh, I will switch over to weightlifting. So it's been like, I have, I like to train. Um, I just it's like, I need to train for a purpose though. So I just kind of found different ways to compete and find different purposes for the training that I was doing. Awesome. Now that was a, you had a pretty quick turnaround from finding CrossFit and then qualifying for the CrossFit games. I think it was your first ever year at regionals. You ended up qualifying for the games. Is that correct? So I started CrossFit in 2013, um, like a couple weeks before the open. Um, and I, like, I had no idea the difference between a snatch and a clean and jerk. I'd just gotten my muscle ups. Um, and so I qualified for regionals in 2013 as an individual um, but I went team, um, with the team I was in with Ar- in Arkansas and that was fun. I just like, didn't really know what was going on. And then the next year, um, I moved to St. Louis, Missouri to try to make it to the games. And then I qualified for the games the next year. So it was like a year and a half into CrossFit. So coming from an elite gymnastics background, you know, we all expect you, we all expect those athletes to kind of excel at the body weight movements. Was there anything that maybe surprised you that you picked up pretty quickly when you started doing CrossFit and anything that you maybe assumed you'd pick up pretty quickly, but proved a little bit more challenging given that background? So gymnastics and CrossFit is not real gymnastics. Like none of those movements are movements you would do in gymnastics. Like girls don't do muscle ups in gymnastics. We don't really do honestly handstand pushups. Um, handstand walks we do sometimes, but I was surprised. And even back then, no one really, we didn't really understand the technique as much. So everything was learned by like watching YouTube videos. So learning the muscle up was actually pretty challenging. I think it, I mean, it took me two weeks, but it was like, I worked on it for two hours a day, you know, for two weeks. Um, that was really challenging. It made no sense to me because it was like such a foreign movement. And then the snatch was just like mind boggling to me. I worked on that like at least an hour every day after training and just watching YouTube videos. And I like, it just didn't make any sense how to like bring the bar into your hip. So, and now the snatch is my favorite movement, but which is funny, but yeah, the snatch and the muscle ups were just like, so like confusing to me. It just made no sense. Yeah. Was, was there anything that you picked up? So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry for those, those tough two weeks learning muscle ups for many I know, people. I, know. <laughs> I ripped my hands open so much though. So. <laughs> for, for many people, I know they'll, they'll, they'll hear this and they'll go two weeks. I've been working on that for two years, but, um, you know, to be fair, everyone has their challenges and I know muscle up technique is something that you've worked with a lot of clients and in your coaching career, yeah. worked with a lot of people on really honing in, actually like bringing some technique to that. So mm-hmm. that's clearly paid off long-term for a lot of people. Um, what are some movements that, and, and I remember the first year I ever saw you competing at regionals as an individual in 2014, there were some interesting movements that they introduced that year. They introduced, um, like dips where they had a new movement standard. Yeah. There was a lot of, there were, they were really like trying to vary it up and add some variety pretty clearly. Were there any movements that you thought might give you a challenge, but you just like kind of immediately excelled at? 
Um, so yeah, I was, that was such a fun regional, um, cause it was so gymnastics, um, so heavy in gymnastics, but the legless rope climb. So I hadn't done a strict handstand pushup before that regional. So I was nervous. I got it in the warm up room. And of course there was like, it was like 21, you know, it was like so many reps of strict handstand pushups. So that was really nerve wracking, but I ended up figuring it out for the competition. The legless rope climb I had tried once before in training and it was, I didn't know how to use the kip in training, um, but that clicked in the competition and that actually was so, like it felt so good. Um, I think I got second in that workout, but I was really nervous that I wasn't going to get any rope climbs and I was just going to keep falling (laughs) off the rope, but it ended up fine. But I would say probably the legless rope climb was the most like daunting so, so spoiler alert for later in the podcast. I mean, you're a weightlifter now. You're a successful weightlifter. That that is your thing. Um, but is there anything in particular, looking back on your time as a CrossFit athlete, that you miss um, about about training in that sport and training full time in that sport? And then I'm gonna, I'm going to follow up with a question: Is there anything that you absolutely do not miss about <laughs> <laughs> about training yeah, full time yeah. in CrossFit? Um, I. I love CrossFit. I still love CrossFit. I still love doing CrossFit for fun. Um, but training at the level where you're, you know, trying to make the games, you're training with other games athletes, um, training together as a group, um, I think is the most fun thing I've ever done. As a gymnast, I did a lot of training by myself in an empty gym for hours and hours. Um, as a weightlifter now, I do a lot of training for hours and hours by myself as well. But, um, that was probably one of the most fun times I've ever had in my life was just training as a group and everyone just trying really, really hard and um, just like having each other's back and pushing each other through. That was really cool. I probably missed that the most. Uh, I don't miss hurting so bad. My back hurt so bad as a CrossFitter. Um, my left leg was numb for the last year and a half of CrossFit. Um, I had a lot of back issues I could barely put my socks on. I couldn't bend over, couldn't roll over. It took me like an hour and a half to warm up every day. Uh, certain combinations of movements like a deadlift and a run or a, a deadlift and a jump or pulling and kipping um, just like would shut me down for a couple of days. I'd barely be able to stand up afterwards. Um, so the beginning of cross was awesome because I was like younger and new and fresh and like nothing hurt. And then I didn't... I didn't have, um, I guess I just didn't have the information. I didn't have the knowledge back then of how to take care of my body. It was a new sport. I went super gung ho into it off the bat. Um, and I kind of just like wrecked my body, <laughs> uh, leading up into the games and then after the games. And I just didn't have the support system or just the, the knowledge, um, of how to take care of a back injury. So I think, um, if I knew now, what I knew then, like I would still be going strong, like I would be feeling good. And, um, but like, I know so much more now I know how to handle my injuries now, but I don't miss that pain. And I don't miss having to warm up for like an hour and a half and just, Oh, hurting so bad afterwards, like not being able to move. Well, these days you you just get to do a rep or or two reps. If it's a cardio day and just sit down between reps. It's great. (laughs) (laughs) And everything is about perfection. So like for weightlifting, you don't really hurt as much because you're moving so perfectly at every single moment and CrossFit, like not every movement's going to be perfect. If you're really going, you know, full speed, I always tried to move as good as I could, but it's just, you know, weightlifting has a different kind of 
impact on your body compared to CrossFit where you're just mixing and mashing all these different types of movements um, together. When you were, when you were a CrossFit games athlete, that was one of, I mean, that was as steep as the climb could go for popularity of the sport. Like it seemed like every, every month the sport was like doubling in popularity and CrossFit games athletes were blowing up on social media and suddenly you saw it on TV and like it was, it was suddenly everywhere from like 2012 to 2015. It went from like, Mm -hmm. you know, you might know someone who went as a spectator to like, Oh, you're not going to the games this year. Like what's wrong with you? Don't you like this? What, What was it? What was it like kind of experiencing that, that rocket ship. I mean, we, we saw it from the outside and on the media side, like we saw the growth, we saw just the numbers of viewers and things like that. Mm -hmm. But you know, I didn't have the athlete's perspective as to what that was like. Yeah, it was very fun. Um, it, I mean, to be honest, it was kind of like that when I was in college, um, being on a sports team in like Arkansas where there's no professional teams, the the teams at the U of A are kind of like the professional athletes. So everyone knows you and everyone's like really supportive and it's a really cool, um, you just have like the whole state behind you that, I mean, it just feels like as a CrossFitter at that time, it just felt like you had so many people who had your back and you just had so many, I feel like comments and social media was a lot nicer back then. Everything was really positive. (laughs) Um, (laughs) so you just, there's always like an influx of like really positive vibes from everywhere. You know, when you travel, um, just everyone was super nice and everyone was really supportive and that was really cool. Um, it was cool to get to meet and interact with so many people. Just, that was a cool time. Who was, was time. did you, did you get starstruck at the games by any athlete? Like you were meeting and competing against that first time? Um, I had no idea what was going on when I was at the games. I was kind of there by myself. Um, I was sick so sick the whole time. I threw up the first two days nonstop. Um, I, I was like, I knew everyone was really, really good. I hadn't honestly watched the games before that. So I didn't know what it was going to be like. I remember, uh, I think it was like Dan Bailey walked in the elevator and he knew my name. I was like, Oh my gosh, like he's famous. He knows my name. That's so crazy. Um, but other than that, I was kind of just like trying to survive because I was so sick. So I didn't get to enjoy that experience as much as I would, as much as I would have liked, um, just because the circumstances, but it was still very cool to be there. The arena, like that was kind of overwhelming to be in like the very bottom. Um, and like looking up to see all those people that was overwhelming, but I didn't get to enjoy it as much as I would have liked to. So when did you decide to make the transition to weightlifting full-time. I know weightlifting is something that, you know, when you were competing in CrossFit and you were, when you were training in CrossFit, you developed an interest for, and you kind of dipped your toe into the water on competing. But when was, was there like a particular moment where you just made the decision? You're like, this is a sport for me. I'm going to give it everything. Or was it more of a gradual heating up to that? Um, there was a competition that I did, um, trying to think of what year it was maybe 2017. Uh, I think that is either 2016 or 2017, the last competition that I did. And like, uh, I did it as a team and I remember this is a, CrossFit, training, a CrossFit competition. CrossFit, yeah. CrossFit competition. And I trained so hard to get back in top shape. Like my goal was to, uh, that year was to, you know, make it back to regionals, make it, try to make it back to the games. I trained so hard to get so fit for this competition. 
And the competition was so poorly run. It was a really big competition. And it just kind of turned me off, like the judging, like it was just very um, chaotic and no one really knew what was going on. Um, it was so poorly run. And I was like, man, I trained so hard for this. And it was just like, for this was like not a great experience. Um, and it was just, uh, after that, I was like, I kind of want to make sure that I'm training for exactly what I'm going to be tested on. And that was something that I really liked about weightlifting was that like, you know exactly what you're going to get in competition. You know exactly, you have expectations. Like if you hit a certain weight, you know exactly where that ranks amongst the country, amongst the world. Um, in CrossFit, it's so much harder um, for me to, I don't know if like be satisfied with myself, but like you get a certain time in a workout and it doesn't really, you don't know what that means. Like you tried hard, but you don't know what that means ranking against other people or could you have done better? Could you have like not broken up this set of snatches? Like it's, it's so much more like wishy-washy. So I, I just, I knew that I got a lot more satisfaction from hitting a certain weight as opposed to trying to get a certain time in a workout in competition. And so I think that's after this one competition, I was like, I really want to just know what I'm getting into in a competition and just attack exactly what it is that's going to be tested. Um, if that makes sense. I know that's kind of a weird explanation. No, I mean, I, I think it makes a, it's, it's the correct explanation, right? Like even if it yeah. did take a circuitous route, like whatever your motivation is, you know, it's what got you into weightlifting full time. And when you switched yeah. over to that weightlifting training full time, um, you know, what was the toughest part about that transition period as someone who goes, you know, went from five to six hours a day training for CrossFit, being out yeah. of breath, working on metabolic yeah, condition yeah. and working on everything to like, okay, just the snatch and the clean and jerk and obviously the accessory movements. Yeah. Um, you know, was that a bit of a shock to your system mentally and physically, or was it a transition that, you know, you look back on fondly? Um, I think the, my CNS was fried all the time. Cause I'm, I love technique. Um, the technical aspect of, you know, gymnastics of weightlifting, those are just like, that's what I love the most about it. But I was so surprised. Like I thought that as a weightlifter, you just were always going to be good at snatching clean and jerk because you work on it all the time. Mm -hmm. And I think getting into training and realizing like sometimes you don't make your 80% snatches, you know, sometimes, sometimes the technique isn't there. Um, that was really tough because in CrossFit, you just have to try hard. Like you try hard and then you can do good in a workout. It's kind of more about the effort. But in weightlifting, you can try really hard and still not make the lift because of, of a technical error. And so coming to terms with that, that not every day is going to be perfect lifting, even though you're trying really, really hard, that was hard for me to accept probably the first two years, maybe eh, first year and a half. And now I understand like it's part of the process. Like I've gone into competitions now and not been able to hit above 85%. And then PR'd by three kilos on the platform. Um, so it's just a whole different, it's just like the training is so different, but I love training technique and I love that technique is like the focus of my training for weightlifting. And that, that makes me really happy as a gymnast, like as a gymnast, the technique was the focus of training all the time. So, um, it's nice to be able to focus on that instead of just like, how hard can I suffer today? What are what weight class are you competing in in weightlifting currently, and is it different than the weight class you you came into weightlifting at? 
obviously we had the body weight, the body weight classes yeah. restructured and everything. And that can get a little bit, a little bit confusing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I came in weighing, um, as a CrossFitter, so the pound kilo conversion, I'm still super, uh, rest, I'm not good at the conversions, but I came in as a CrossFitter, like 155 pounds. And then, um, when I started weightlifting, uh, it was like the 75 kilo weight class and then 69 and the top girls were lifting pretty much the same in both. So there's no point, um, in me going lighter. They're like, you might as well just eat, get heavier, try to get stronger. Um, because you'll rank the same regardless of which weight class you go to. So I ate myself up to 75, um, got a lot stronger. And now since they've changed the weight classes, now I'm going back down to, or now I've competed at 71, which is closer to my CrossFit weight, which I'm like a little bit more comfortable at that weight. I just feel a little bit better. I feel like I move a little bit faster. Um, but yeah, it was fun getting to eat a lot to like bulk up a weight class. That was, that was a good time. <laughs> what are, what does your training schedule as a weightlifter look like now, as far as like general sessions per week? And it has that changed or evolved over the past, you know, two to three years that you've been doing weightlifting full time. Yeah. Um, so I still pretty much just do uh, single sessions a day. Like as a CrossFitter, I did two a days just because there's so much stuff you have to cover and be good at. Um, but as a weightlifter, since I'm still pretty new, I'm still PRing. Like I've PR'd at every single competition I've been to, which is, um, you know, obviously not going to go on forever, but there hasn't been a need to up the training. So I train probably, um, three and a half, four hours tops, including accessory, uh, one session five times a week. And then, um, I do some kind of aerobic work a couple times a week and on my rest day, but I might, we just haven't gotten into the need of needing to do two a days yet because I keep improving. If I do two a days, it's really just because I need more accessory or like rehab stuff to stay on top of it because I'm old. My body's been through a lot. So to stay healthy, it takes a lot of, a lot of stuff. <laughs> Who is, uh, who's your coach right now? And, um, has that, have they been your coach, you know, over the past few years through your weightlifting career? Yeah. Uh, Max Ada is my coach. I'm with Juggernaut. I train at Max's gym in Oakland. I've been with him for two years now. Um, this next year will be the third year. I started off weightlifting with um, Dave Fleming for the first year. And then I just really wanted to be on a team. Um, like it was just, um, I knew Q. Um, and I got to train with her when I lived in Reno and she was with Max at the time. And I just really wanted to be a part of what they had going on. So that's when I switched over. So I think I've been weightlifting for three and then the last two have been with Max. What are some of your, I mean, you've, you've accomplished quite a bit in the sport in a relatively short period of time. And as uh, someone, I do, you know, color commentary at a lot of national events for USA weightlifting. So it's been really fun to kind of watch your progression over the last few years to really be a force on the national stage, um, what are ultimately your your goals in the sport? Especially as someone who came to the sport having you know having a background in strength sports, having already done the CrossFit thing, having the gymnastics thing before that, um, you know you've had a taste of that kind of elite level competition in other sports. How does that impact your your goals, your sights, what you're working toward in weightlifting? Um, I would say so my goal was to just like become a national champion. Um, 
I thought that was going to be my end goal. Um, but that I did that um, a couple weeks ago. So now I want to try to make an international team. So the next competition we have coming up is in December, uh, the American Open Finals. And if I'm healthy and I can hit some PRs, my goal would be to try to make um, like a Pan Am team or start moving up into like um, qualifying for, for teams. I just have to be healthy for that. <laughs> it's it's a little bit of an interesting time because so many people in weightlifting um, coming who were in the sport full time coming off the last quad and you came into it a little bit after that. So many people are kind of focused on this this fight for Olympic spots. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I like about what you've been doing is like you just kind of have your head down, eyes forward, kind of doing your own thing. Mm-hmm. You know, have your first national championship this year. I'm one of several to come if I were if I were to predict. <laughs> um, so you know, your goals are not you're not necessarily fighting for that Olympic qualification, you're able to kind of work on your own progression and work more at your own pace. Um, you know, do you think that gives you a mental edge over some of the other women competing in your body weight class right now? I mean, so I've never had the goal of, um, like beating this person or, you know, doing this, like as a CrossFitter, anytime I competed, I never tried to compete against the person next to me. I just focused on getting through the workout the best way that I could, because it doesn't matter what person in the next lane is doing, like that doesn't affect my fitness. So as a weightlifter, every time I go into a competition, I have a goal of this is the weight I need to lift for snatch. This is what I need to lift for queen and jerk. Um, the top girls in my weight class are lifting a lot higher. Um, so their strength doesn't affect what I can do. So like anytime I go and lift, like Max says, this is the goal. This is what's on the bar. My job is to lift whatever's on the bar. And sometimes that will get me the result that we want. Sometimes I can't lift it or, you know, sometimes it's not enough, but I think, um, it has always helped me in competition to just focus on like, what is my job? And then just focusing on getting that done, um, and not having any idea what's going on with anybody else, um, throughout the competition. Like I never know what's going on. All I know is what's on my bar and like what I have to lift in the next two minutes. Well, that means your coach is doing, is doing his job. That means Max is doing his job. (laughs) He's the, he's the best coach. Max is the best. He's awesome. What do you, what do you like about being a weightlifter compared to being an athlete in the other sports you've uh, competed in? And what maybe don't you like so much about being a full-time weightlifter? Um, I'm a perfectionist. I, I want to be perfect all the time. So I love that weightlifting rewards perfection. Like the better you lift, the better lifter you are. Um, the better your technique is, you know, the better you're going to be. Um, that is super rewarding to me. I, what stresses me out is you can train so hard for so many months. We don't have a ton of competitions, um, a year, maybe like three, but you have three attempts to show your clean and jerk and three attempts to show your snatch. And like, it's, it's a lot of, a lot goes into, you know, that one lift that you have. And it's like, oh my gosh, you could do all this training and like, just, you know, bomb out or I try, you know, obviously we don't think that way, but that's one thing like in a competition for CrossFit or for gymnastics, you have different events, you can mess up and you can still do well because you can like make up for it in other ways. It's pretty hard to, to make up for it if you miss. Each lift is so important in a competition for weightlifting. You can't really, you don't have a lot of room for error. So that's stressful. 
what advice would you give if you, you know, the, the time machine question, if you could go back in time and give your younger self as a gymnast, as a CrossFitter and as a beginning weightlifter, some advice, what would that, what would that sound like? Oh man, I would have figured out nutrition a long time ago. I would have figured out nutrition and, um, nutrition and fueling yourself properly would have changed my careers in both of those sports a ton. Um, and then I would, I would never push through injury again. Gotcha. Um, so if there are, are there any strength sports that you haven't competed in that, you know, have kind of piqued your interest? Obviously weightlifting is your, is your full-time passion now and your full-time training focus now. But, um, you know, have you ever been tempted to try out powerlifting or strong woman or anything like that? Yeah. I'm really not that strong. So having like a, a sport where it's just about like sheer strength, I don't know if I would excel in like just pulling a heavy deadlift or, you know, squatting really heavy. Um, I've always been interested in pole vaulting. My sisters were both gymnasts and they got into pole vaulting um, after high school. And my sister, uh, my younger sister actually pole vaulted for the University of Arkansas. Well, look, we like to keep these, you know, fairly tight. And what I would say is, um, you know, you're someone who puts out a lot of great content now on weightlifting, but you definitely borrow from your experience uh, across those other sports that we talked about. Where can people follow along with what you're doing um, and how's the best, what's the best outlet to do that on? My Instagram handle is no pants chance. I try to post training and accessory. And if you need to reach me, my email is... Uh, um, info at lachancefit.com. I don't have a YouTube. I don't see myself getting one. I just, I don't have the time for that. You have to make that decision. You're the only person in the fitness industry who said no to YouTube so far. I know. I also just don't like being on camera. <laughs> so, well, you've been, uh, you've been great over the mic. We really appreciate you taking the time to join us. And uh, it's been a pleasure chatting with you. Thanks so much, Alex. Yeah. Thanks for having me. 